What's going on everyone? I'm Travis Brown with the Eagle alongside Eagle Sports Editor Robert Cessna. We're here at Nyland Stadium in Knoxville as Texas A&M just lost to the Tennessee Volunteers 20-13. See, there's a lot to break down in this game. A lot of weird things, a lot of bad things. What, what initially sticks out into your mind of kind of why this went, uh, the wheels fell off the wagon for the Aggies in this game? A couple things. you got to be able to score points. I thought the defense did a great job and, and the special teams gave up seven points. Tennessee only scored 13, so a and can't score. Uh, defense, despite missing uh, key people, uh, but to answer your question, they got to score more points, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that falls a lot on the offensive line. Uh, Max Johnson was on his tail for a lot of the game, took some uh, big hits and uh, they uh, allowed 11 quarterback hurries in the game including two sacks I don't know if I see at this point in the season this is an offensive line an issue that they, that can be fixed moving forward. What what what's your your thoughts on the offensive line, how they play, and where they go forward from this? Yeah, that's that's why I agree with you, Travis. Because the problem is Tennessee just did what Alabama did, and and you everybody, including myself. Well, you know Alabama's really good. I don't think Tennessee's defensive line is as good as Alabama's. But once again, if you've got weaknesses and uh, Tennessee took advantage of those weaknesses, and then A&M on the flip side, their offense couldn't take advantage of A&M's offense because it's a catch-22 because they're going to keep coming after Johnson, and who are they going to put in there? And even South Carolina and Mississippi State's going to do the same thing. I focused in on my game story a lot on that little sequence there in the third quarter. The A&M's defense goes out, gets a stop, forces a punt uh, that, they are, that Tennessee is able to stop on the A&M one-yard line. Uh, they have to run three plays out of the end zone, punt it back, and that's returned for a kickoff or a punt return that ends up being the game-winning points in, in, in the game. Uh, A&M has had two key instances where they've been backed into their own end zone this season. One, Connor Wegman was hurt on a play during the Auburn game. And then last week, Max Johnson had to take an intentional grounding penalty that resulted in a safety in the end zone. Do you feel like Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino called it a little conservatively uh, with how they were trying to get out of the end zone at that point, uh, knowing that Nick Constantino hadn't been punting the ball very well today. Well, obviously, in, in retrospect, that's the case. And uh, they didn't want to give a turnover because they figured Tennessee was going to be very tough. To, you know, if you don't give them a short field, they might not score. So I don't really have any problem with them in a way having Constantino punt. But then I talked to him that you got to do your best punt. The Gunners, you got to get that guy down. And he ran through three people. They're, they should have tackled him at the at the 35. So that's really not on the offensive line. But you know, once again, when things are going wrong, A&M's got a lot of things going wrong right now. And like you said, you you centered in on that. I you can center in the offensive line. You can talk about play calling when things go bad and right now hey it's it's not pretty because if they'd have played great let's say they lose 42 41 it was just a great game oh man ain't even players leave oh this was this was nothing to feel good about i think the defense needs to feel good but man there's just a lot of bad things mm -hmm. I, I think uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher taking a lot of heat from the, the onlines, uh, the, the Twitter sphere and whatnot for what people are saying is some conservative play calling. Do you, do you feel like that's been the case the last two games? And you can kind of point fingers towards the end of the first half, ends up going, not calling a timeout, kneeling the ball, going into the halftime with, uh, uh, I believe it was a three-point lead. Uh, do, what do you make of kind of that play calling over the last or some of the decision-making over the last two games? 
once again, it all gets back, you got to win the ball game. They don't win the ball game. So you can't fault a guy for going in to halftime, both times the lead, but you can fault him for not finishing. They're not finishing. So other teams are making better adjustments than you are. That's what I read out of that. And whether it has nothing to do with being conservative or whatever. Tennessee, we're up here. Their people are glad. People who know that's not a good Tennessee team. And they lose today. They might be 7-5 and five or 6-6. Six and six, But no, A&M lost. Tennessee's feeling real good, even though they failed real bad. So yeah, it all starts at the head coach. Jimbo gets paid 9 10 million dollars and people are frustrated because this is two weeks in a row you can say well Alabama's a little bit better but Alabama struggled today to beat, beat Arkansas it's every week and all A&M knows they're four and three after seven weeks and they've beat a couple bad teams that don't count yeah one of the weirder points kind of going back to the offensive line a little bit is the fact that uh, Bryce Foster struggled just kind of snapping a ball it was six plays that were not great clean snaps to him uh, in the game. Would you have – I know we're armchair quarterbacking here, but it was a little curious that you maybe don't give Martin uh, Naboo a, a shot in there, switch it, bring in a, a different – or do you, do you feel like there's just that much confusion on the offensive line that they don't want to mess with any continuity that they might have? Well, it's an interesting question because it did happen. And we're around football enough is with everybody blitzing. Everybody's bringing one free blitzer when they can to Johnson. He takes his eyes off the ball for one second to see where that ball's at. That's an advantage to defense. And I think you, you need to see it now. Maybe is the backup guy that bad because they put Cron over in on one series and they allayed him and the guy t- t- got a sack and they took him out b- because – they can't have that happen. As you mentioned, all the pressures, all the sex. And right now, yeah, it's easy to dump on, but they got to do something. I mean, it's it's just like, oh, my gosh, because they're going home. they got two weeks to get ready for a South Carolina team that they better win because, you know, we don't want to be covering a team that's 4-4 four and, four and fans don't want to be watching a team 4-4 four and four because they've lost a couple ugly games. It wasn't like they lost a couple great games. They played good at parts, particularly the defense. But, you know, if anybody's out there in the Aggie hollering the sky is falling, well, it feels like the sky is falling. And so what do you do? Hope for sunshine and hope you can change things. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll close it out with this. It's uh, a bye week next week, the off week for A&M. They have some time to try to uh, fix, repair some things. What, what do you, what's the checklist for A&M and their coaching staff of the things that they need to repair going into that South Carolina game? And how much do you think is stuff that is midseason fixable? Well, I think you got to start with the offensive line and play calling. Uh, you know, what do you call? Because that's why they're paying Bobby Petrino a lot. I mean, he knew what he was walking into. Uh, and, you know, the defense is still playing well. I mean, when your defense – the only thing the defense doesn't do is do turnovers that lead to points. Now, you know, that you can't, do, you can't coach that, okay? But this season is still very attainable, but not when you're scoring – six points in the last two halves of the last two games. So you got to work on that. And, and how do you score in the second? I'm, I'm not paid 9 or $10 million a year. All I know is A&M's lost the last two games, and they were very winnable games. And I'll even say that for the most part, the, and I know that uh, Joe Milton isn't one of the better passing quarterbacks in the SEC, but the defensive secondary seemed better than they had uh, in, in what was that last Alabama game. The defensive front seemed uh, better. Everyone knew Tennessee was going to get some yards on the ground, um, but the defense 
looked more solid, which I think for A&M fans might make this loss even a little bit more hard to take because it, it was probably overall better defensive effort than they had against Alabama. Oh, yeah. I think the defense did a lot better job. But I think some of that was to do with Tennessee. But also, don't remember, is now, now when teams get a lead against A&M or, or close, they're going to call their game different because they're going to say A&M can't score. Or you blitz. It's going to be hard for them to score 25, 30 points. We live in an era where you think you got to score 30 points. An interesting stat was – that's the first time Hypo in six years as head coach has won a game when he scored less than 30. It's the way college football's played. And, and he didn't win just by going away. I mean, he, he won. He won. It wasn't even close to 30 and he won. And, you know, and I know all Aggie fans are frustrated as well as they should. Uh, you know, and I don't, I don't know what to say because the offensive line, a lot of times you look up and you go like, they just can't run the ball. And uh, I get it. Al, but Alabama couldn't run the ball last week and they won. you got to find a way to win. And uh, Jimbo's been around a long time. So has Bobby Petrino. They'll look for two weeks. Maybe they will change some things. Uh, who knows? We have a long drive back to get to where we're going to get back to College Station so we can ask some more of these questions moving into uh, the bye week. So we'll leave it at that. Be sure to check theeagle.com for all of our uh, write-ups, articles, and videos from uh, today. So for Robert Cessna, I'm Travis Brown, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.